Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, one thing I'd like to do is grow this podcast. One way I think we could do it is by having you take a picture and posting it on your social media platform, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Tag me in that post and I will share it myself on my Instagram story. I really want the podcast to grow and I think this would be a fun way to share that my podcast is out there and that you guys are listening. So if you do that, thank you very much and here's today's episode. Today we're gonna talk about simplifying the tackle shop. There's tons of products in every tackle shop, whether it's Bass Pro Shops or your local mom and pop shop. There's tons of things in there that you can buy. I wanna help simplify it for you so you can spend your money wisely and your time wisely while inside the tackle shop. Now it doesn't matter if we're going in there to buy rods, reels, line, sinkers, jerk baits, crank baits, plastics, it doesn't matter. There's tons of options, there's tons of brands. Um, we just got all kinds of stuff. There's tons of colors, there's tons of this, there's tons of that. How do we break it down? I wanna help you guys out. I wanna provide you, hopefully, some information that's gonna help you do that and hopefully help you narrow down what you want to buy. Now, over time, I've watched a lot of videos, listened to a lot of podcasts, and done some research on, on what some pros do. I mean, there's tons of videos on YouTube, just like mine, um, where there's guys telling you that this bait did this, or you need this color, or you need this, you need that. But then there's other videos out there that says, keep it simple. You need this color for this, this color for that. I'm more along the lines of, let's keep it simple. And I think that that's the easiest thing to do, especially if you're fishing in a lot of different places. Now, if you're fishing the same lake, lake all the time and you know that they eat you know xyz worm color the best well then you should probably have xyz worm color and there's some different things that i've found over over time that you definitely need to key into some of those special things that each body of water has like you know i went to the california delta and i didn't know that they ate red and that's a well-known thing that they ate red so i missed that in my research and i was behind the eight ball and i didn't have that color and that color plays a factor on the Delta. You know, we get bombarded with all kinds of different videos out there that you need this color for this situation, you need that color for that situation, you need this bait for this and you need that bait for that. You know, we get bombarded with all this different information, but how do we break it down? How do we keep things simple? We have all kinds of different tack, we have all kinds of different bait and the way that we can keep it simple and keep it straight is gonna help us be one, more effective when we're out on the water, and two, it's gonna save us money, and three, hopefully that combination helps us catch more fish. I'm not independently wealthy, I don't have tons of money where I can buy every color and every piece of tackle there is out on the market. I need to be smart about my purchases, smart about what I pick, you know, narrow down what works for me, what suits my fishing you know, abilities, and go from there, so you know, I have certain colors that I prefer, certain situations where I like to throw certain things. I still have a lot of tackle because, you know, bass eat a lot of different things. There's a lot of different baits that you want to throw in different situations, but I still think we can simplify things in terms of color, in, in terms of sizes. And I think that that, one, helps us be more efficient. I think it helps us be more effective and hopefully it saves us money and we hopefully catch more fish in the process. You know, so we do need 
a lot of different things so that way we can be versatile you know we can try to figure out what the fish want to eat but even within that i think there's ways that we can simplify what plastic colors we have what simplify what jig colors we have simplify what crankbait colors we have and be more effective so that way we know we have what we need yet we know that we're not spending more or buying tackle that we don't actually need so let's use an example so we're going to the tackle shop and we need to buy some plastic worms. There's tons of different colors to choose from. How do we simplify this and how do we pick ones that we have confidence in and that we're actually gonna use? We generally are gonna need a brown plastic worm, a purple and a green, and maybe a shad color. Those four colors are generally gonna get us what we need. In some areas, we might need a black or a blue kind of color. Like in Florida, I know that that's a huge color down there. Some of those June bug style colors. Um, but overall, the four that I mentioned are definitely gonna get you pointed in the right direction. Having some of those black and blue colors can be really good, especially in dirty water. So maybe we can add that fifth one in there. But we still have tons of other colors at the tackle shop that we can choose from. And this is where personal preference comes in or where a specific lake or a specific reservoir likes a specific color. That's where we can start to you know, then pinpoint why we bought this color in particular. So if you go with a brown color, maybe it has black in it or a green color that has, you know, you know, a, a red flake or a blue flake or a mixture of different flakes, like that's where the personal preference comes in. That's where pinpointing the specific color for that body of water that you're going to really comes into play. For me personally, most of my plastics that I buy are green pumpkin or watermelon and they have a black flake in them. They're very basic. They're very neutral, and that's predominantly what I throw when it comes to plastic color baits. I throw a brown jig or a green pumpkin jig, and those are pretty much my go-to colors of jigs. You know, if I'm gonna go somewhere where there's dirty water, I'm probably gonna bring a black and blue jig as well, and that's pretty much sums it up. Those are my three. Now, if I'm gonna throw a jig during the spawn, maybe I'll add white, so now I'm, I'm pushing it up to four colors, but generally speaking, those are my go-to colors when it comes to a jig. Now, when it comes to a plastic worm, I'm gonna have my green colors, my purple colors, and a brown color, and that's pretty much where I stop with my, my plastic worm colors. So we've discussed plastics, so let's go into our hard baits a little bit. Now let's start with crankbaits, for example. So with crankbaits, we have all these different colors. We have fire tiger colors, we have shad colors, we have bluegill colors, we have crawdad colors. The way to keep that simple there is one, what color water do you normally fish in? Is it clear water? Is it dirty water? Are you trying to imitate a bluegill? Are you trying to imitate a shad? Are you trying to imitate a crawdad? Those are your main factors to take into consideration. If you're fishing in clear water, you're pretty much gonna stick with those shad, bluegill, and crawdad colors. If you're fishing in dirty water, you're gonna wanna keep those same colors profiles, but you might need that chartreuse color to go through that dirty water better. You might need a brighter color crawdad pattern to show through some of that dirty water as well. So that's where you need to start tailoring these things in order to find colors that are effective for your body of water. There's a reason why all these tackle companies have a bunch of different colors because they all work. Now you need to figure out what colors work where you fish. Now I have a lot of clear water around me, so I'm predominantly gonna have those natural, you know, shad patterns and natural bluegill colors and natural crawdad colors. But if I fish dirty water a lot, I'd have a lot more of those brighter, not so natural or not so typical colors that when you look at it and go this thing is you know fire tiger why are they eating that and not the one that looks like you know the bluegill itself or the shad pattern itself it's because you need those brighter colors to to be visible in that dirtier water 
So let's get into jerk baits a little bit. So jerk baits, you're trying to imitate some type of bait fish. My preference when throwing a jerk bait is to imitate shad. So I'm gonna have a lot of shad patterns. I'm gonna have, you know, maybe some bluegill colors. But for me personally, I'm probably not gonna go after those, you know, crawdad color jerk baits as much. I'm gonna really stick to my shad patterns and maybe some bluegill colors. Now that shad pattern, you know, you might need some bright colors if the water's a little bit stained, but if the water's clear and you're throwing that jerk bait, you're gonna wanna stick with real natural colors. You know, the same rules apply when it comes to buying you know, spinner baits and stuff like that, is you wanna stick with what you're trying to imitate. If you're trying to imitate a bluegill with a spinner bait, then you need to get bluegill colors. If you're trying to imitate a shad color with a spinner bait, you need to get a shad color spinner bait. Let's keep it simple. Let's try to figure out what we're trying to imitate and buy colors that match those forages. That's where it comes in. That's how we keep it simple. There's no reason for you to buy that, you know, clown color spinner bait if the fish don't eat that. If it doesn't look like something that they're gonna eat, maybe we can eliminate that one. But if we're fishing in an area where it's dirty water, maybe we need that clown color spinnerbait. When you're first starting out, you should probably buy well-rounded rods that you can do multiple techniques on because I wouldn't expect you to go out and buy every single rod on the rack in order to fish You know, this jerkbait rod, this jig rod, this drop shot rod, this net rig rod, this for that. You don't need to be that specific when you're first starting out. Just get used to fishing. Get used to fishing different techniques and have universal type rods that can do a lot of different things. And then as you get better at fishing and as you wanna narrow in on a technique, then go buy that specific crankbait rod or that specific jig rod or that specific flipping rod. But then you're slowly getting more and more rods in, in, in your arsenal and you're not feeling like you need to go out and spend thousands of dollars right away for, for things that you don't even have confidence in fishing. So let's talk about reels for a minute. Um, most of the reels that I use on the cat on bait casting reels are gonna be the mid 6.3 to 6.5 to one gear ratio for my reaction baits. You can go to the lower gear ratio reels like your 5.5 or 5.4 to one gear ratio reels. Um, I don't use those because it's so technique specific for those that I like to keep my reels a little bit more well-rounded to where I can, you know, maybe move this one from one rod to another. Um, but when you get super specific, you can get like a crankbait reel that has that lower gear ratio. But I found that I can still reel that 6.3 to 6.5 to one gear ratio reel slow enough to still fish a crankbait effectively. Um, I have considered getting some of those slower gear ratio reels to, to fish you know a crankbait on. I haven't done it yet, but it's something I might do in the future. Now, when it comes to my Carolina rig or a jig or a plastic, plastic worm type reel, that's where I'm gonna go up to those you know 7.1, 7.3 to one gear ratio reels because it's gonna reel up some slack a little bit faster, allow you to get that hook set going. you know. And then I don't have any of the super high gear ratio reels. Um, I feel like those really excel when it comes to flipping and pitching because when you pitch into one of those mats or into that thick grass and you get that bite, you really need to pick up some line quick, get them out of that stuff as quick as possible. So that's where some of that stuff comes into play. But that's a very targeted technique as well. Like every gear ratio reel has a purpose. They have uses. You can utilize all of them. But when you're first starting out or you don't have a ton of money, you can buy things that you can use in multiple applications. And I think that's where your money's gonna go the furthest. And that's where you're gonna be the happiest because you don't feel like you need to go out and spend thousands of dollars in one shot in order to go feel like you can go catch a bass. 
Now, when you go into the tackle shop to buy some line, there's tons of different line options. There's copolymers, there's fluorocarbon, there's monofilament, there's braid, there's this, there's that. Let's simplify it a little bit. Focus your attention on the braid, focus your attention on the fluorocarbon, and then maybe focus some attention on the monofilament. So basically, in a nutshell, flipping and pitching, you wanna go with some braid if you can get away with it, or heavy fluorocarbon. For your jigs, your plastic worms, you're gonna to wanna to go with fluorocarbon. Top waters and sometimes reaction baits, that's where your monofilament's gonna come into play. So my recommendation for you is to keep things simple. Let's make sure we're buying stuff that we truly need, that we're gonna use, and that's gonna catch fish. One quick thing I think would be really cool is if you're watching this on your mobile phone or your cell phone, screenshot right now, share it on social media, and tag me in social media as well. All that information's in the description of this video, and I will share it myself. I think that'd be a great way to grow this channel and help me to put out even more content for you to enjoy. Hey everybody, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of the Matt Luna Fishing Podcast. I want to let you know about my email list. If you want to sign up for my email list, you can sign up in the description of this episode. In my email list, I send out tips, updates on when new videos and podcasts are available. I'd love for you to be a part of it and allow me to create content for you outside of social media and this podcast. Sign up below in the description of this podcast. Thanks.